If you help me, I'm the man who can give you the one thing you want. Welcome back to the WD Magic Cast for the week of February 19th, 2023. This is episode 216. WD Magic Cast, the show about the mouse, the marvels, the galaxy, and beyond. I'm your host, Matthew Graken. In this week's show, we sit down and review Marvel Studios' latest film Ant Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. So join us for your discussions. I preface it now, there may be some spoilers. We try our best to to not get into too heavy spoiler stuff at the beginning, but things being as they are, uh, we we do get into some details about things that happen, about characters. So uh, we'll give you a grade ahead of time, and then we're going to break into things. And also this week's survey. This week's survey... I wanted to follow up on last week's episode of Have You Played Disney's Dreamlight Valley? And I wanted to see, Gage, what did you, be, whatever, what, what do the people think of Disney's Dreamlight Valley? <clears throat> and your four options being, yes, loved it. I did, but not anymore. Not yet, but I want to. And not interested. Those are, those were the, the four Four options. Um, or have you played Disney's Dreamlight Valley? And then, um, yeah, have you played Disney's Dreamlight Valley? Yes, you love it. I did, but I'm not anymore. Not yet, but I want to and not interested. Those are the options. And you can find this poll on Twitter and on our Facebook group. So, yes, there's the Facebook. The Facebook group is back because, you know, this is a learning process. And I have found out that that's where I can do polls and I can't do it on the Facebook page. (sighs) Sorry, learning on Facebook still. All these years later, still learning things. Um, So head over to the Facebook group, um, which just just search WD MagicCast and it it should pop up. And the polls are gonna be in there. I repost them to the Facebook page. And then also it's on Twitter. So at WD MagicCast on the Twitter and you could participate in our surveys on there so on to the results after all that on to the results nobody said that they uh were play they used to play it and but they're not playing anymore so i did but not anymore no one said that no one also said not yet but i wanted to 17 percent said they're not interested okay that's fine you know, it's not for everybody. Not everything is for everybody. But an outstanding 83% of you, 83%, and that's that's a pretty solid number, said yes and love it. Um, and as you heard Kim's response, she is in there. Yes, she loved it. Um, the little bit I've played, I think it's really cool. And most of you, just about, you know, over eight out of ten people said that you all love it so that that is fantastic that's fantastic to hear that means it is a, a it's a really good game um and just about everybody likes it and in keeping up with it and, and playing it so 
If you didn't get a chance to vote in this week's poll, don't worry, there'll be another one shortly. And on that bombshell, we'll be back after these words from our friends and sponsors. Hey Matthew, Jim Hill here. I do the Marvelous Disney Podcast with Aaron Adams over at the Jim Hill Media Podcast Network. I know, I know, very humble sounding name. Uh, anyway, I really enjoy what you've been doing over on the Disney Marvels podcast. Uh, but as you probably already noticed, the Marvel Us Disney and the Disney Marvels podcast names are very, very similar. Which is why I imagine I keep getting mail for you. Um, that's actually why I'm calling today. I wanted to know what you'd like me to do with all of these Yankee Candle catalogs. Uh, so uh, please get back to me. Uh, oh, and uh, keep up the great work with the Disney Marvels podcast. Thank you for those kind words, Jim. And make sure to check out Jim Hill on the Marvel Us Disney podcast with Aaron Adams to find out all sorts of wonderful things about Disney, well, Marvel uh, particularly, what's going on with them. And Jim, uh, those catalogs, I'll make sure to give you the forwarding address. And uh, unless if you want to order something, go right ahead. And once again, make sure to check out Marvel Us Disney with Jim Hill and Aaron Adams, wherever you find or listen to your podcasts. And now, on with the show. It is official. Marvel's Phase 5 is here upon us. And to kick it off, they bring in their littlest heroes, Ant-Man and the Wasp, and Quantumania, or as I've been calling it, Quantumania Boogaloo, because it's, I still say it's one of the strangest titles to bestow many of their movies. And to help with strange things, you know, I, I have to bring in Doctor, Doctor Strange himself, Dave, welcome back. <laughs> Thank you, Matthew. You're quite welcome. We uh, just off the marathon run of watching the movie mm -hmm. and letting it digest overnight, which is why this episode comes out a day later. And um, we're here to discuss uh, discuss the Ant Man and the Wasp, or the third installment in the Ant Man uh, Ant Man line. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, I th we're just gonna we're gonna Give our general idea of the movie, give our our rating, and then we'll we'll go into the spoilers area. So you if you haven't seen it yet, go up you could hear what we thought of it without hearing any spoilers, and then pause it, go watch the movie, come back and see if we uh if we agree on our general thoughts. If you have seen it, feel free to just keep listening all the way through. So what was your take in general? Without uh, getting into spoilers, what's your take on this latest Ant-Man movie, Ant-Man and the Wasp? Right. Um, for me, like now, I was a fan of the first two, so I had hopes for this one uh, because I'm on record saying that the it just seems like the MCU were spinning their wheels with the direction and one-off movies and stuff like that. Um, it just to me, it just didn't seem like we were going anywhere. Uh, thankfully, uh, watching this one, it, it, 
it made me feel back in home with them. Like it felt like we had a direction. It felt like we had, there was a decent storyline there. So I felt back in the MCU, like I did when all those other movies were coming up before Endgame. Uh, so I had zero issues with it. I enjoyed it. Was it the best movie in out of the list of them? No, but it was good enough to, to give you, to scratch that itch of being back in the MCU. I don't know if you agree, I, but that's how I felt. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I am. Um, I'm gonna agree with you on that. I, I really enjoyed it. There was a few in the past couple years that have just kind of been up and down, kind of floundering a little bit. There's been some good ones and some not so good ones. And uh, this this is definitely one of the better ones. I think this definitely is a good kickoff for for Phase Five. Yes. Um, I also agree that I felt we are starting to get more progression in what is happening mm -hmm. and it's starting to pull in some of the stuff from a couple of the other series and things that we have seen. Right. Um, nothing, nothing. Well, no, I wouldn't even say because if you've seen, and this, I don't think should be too spoilerish. If you've seen Loki, this kind of makes sense and brings things in. I'll get into my thoughts more on that um, a little later on, but it's um, it was fun. It was um, it was one of the more serious Ant Man movies. Yeah, there's. Yes. I mean, they they kept some of the lighthearted the the humor, but there was more a uh, sense of purpose mm -hmm. to to what was happening and why things were happening. Um. But it still so gave I, you that, yeah, it was serious, but it still gave you that Ant-Man feel. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, so there's the, still the quirkiness and the, right. the, the, some of the kidding around. But um, definitely more gravitas to, to what was, you know, Michelle Pfeiffer's uh, whole, whole deal of um, what she went through mm -hmm. while she was in the, the quantum realm. Um, bringing in character, bringing in everybody and um you know the the daughter and uh the whole thing the relationship between paul rudd and his daughter and this um it, it was uh yeah it, it, more serious but still the goofy ant-man that we know and love yes so um yeah i i um i was pleased with it the special effects were mostly good um, the, uh, Kang, I thought was fantastic. I mean, he was just, a a real, uh, powerful villain. Yes. You know, and I think that's something, again, we haven't really seen in a while, even going back to Thor, Love and Thunder, you, you, you Gore the God Butcher. And mm -hmm. I didn't think he was as compelling as one would think he should be. Oh, well, this performance was Jonathan Majors, right? That, who played uh, yes. Kang. His performance right there. He, that's a remember for me. That's a memorable, if that's a word, performance. Yeah. I liked him as Kang. You know what I'm saying? And I hope that I'm sure they're not going to switch him out, right? So he's no, no. Be, right? he, he's yeah. he's going forward. So that to me is awesome because I'm behind him as being Kang because he portrayed him superbly, in my opinion. Oh, he was absolutely fantastic. I mean, you could you got the sense that he was scheming. He was a little off kilter, like just not everything right. 
you know, all the elevators went all the way up. And um, he was just <laughs> manipulative and just just a a proper bad guy yes yes and that's and i think that's what like that that's what's been missing you know what i'm saying there has there hasn't been anybody like that oh my god i want to see that person again and another we just haven't had that so (laughs) i'm I'm glad we finally got a villain that we can get behind (laughs) yeah he, he was just he was absolutely brilliant and and that was a lot of the stuff I heard ahead of time, is that it, whether the people liked the movie or didn't, um, Jonathan Majors they said was just the best part of the movie, and I I, I agree he 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 his acting chops mm-hmm. and the way that he portrayed that, and if you'd watched Loki, it's the same actor, but there's a difference in the even though it's technically the same person. Mm-hmm. From alternate universes, it, it's you get a different sense. You know, it, it's he's portrayed differently. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just does such a a brilliant, brilliant job at it. Um. So yeah, I I uh, I, I I'm pleased with I was pleased with the movie. Um. And uh, I did not leave disappointed like I, I have yeah. with some of the, the more recent ones. Yeah. Um, yeah was, so, no, uh, all in all, good effort. Good good job by Marvel. And uh, I'm definitely looking forward to the next one in May, Guardians 3, which I think yeah. that might be a little bit of a tearjerker. Yeah. Well, it's funny. We'll get to that. But it's funny when there was three of us at the movies. And it's it, it's funny when the third party asks how I felt about the movie because I was quiet throughout that. And I was like, well, that's because this was actually a good movie and I didn't have anything to kill on it. You know, it, I, it had my attention throughout basically the whole thing. <laughs> so, you know, that was a sign of a good Marvel movie as I wasn't chattering. <laughs> yes. Ant-Man, they showed you Ant-Man right from the beginning. You didn't have yeah. to wait two hours, two hours to see it. And I have to either sit there listening to you the whole time. <laughs> Where's where's Ant Man? Where's Ant Man? Where's where's Black Panther? Where's Black Panther? Where's Ant Man? Where's... I thought the title list was Ant Man. Where did he go now? <laughs> so yes, that indeed. Um, all right. So um, what would you out of ten? What would you give this movie? Uh, I don't want to over because it was good. I give it an eight out of the ten. You know. I don't think it was nine or ten worthy in my point. No, my definitely not for me. I don't think it was a nine or ten either. Yeah. Um, I I initially was thinking maybe I'd go with the seven, but the more I thought of it, I'm just like, no, it, it was better than that. Yeah. Definitely not a nine. Definitely not a ten. So I I'm I won eight as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the things. Like it, it you needed a day to soak that in and just think about what happened in that movie you know like i said it was really good i think eight's an appropriate score it was good yeah. but it you know it's not going to blow you away but it's it's good enough it's a good kickoff to phase five i i in my opinion i i completely agree with that i think um now that we're officially in phase five this was a good way to start it off and it kind of, it sets a tone of things to come um and, and we will get more into that uh in a moment 
Um, but yeah, it it sets a tone. Um, it gives you an idea of what's to come. It, it's kind of a complete package. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, you you start off with Ant Man. Okay, here's the normal life. Here's my life going on, and then the oops happens. Um, and obviously they with the it's in the commercial, so it's not a spoiler. They end up in the uh, in the quantum realm. And they go on the adventure and it's you start finding out pieces of things of what's going on and how these things happen and what led to this. Um, and I think they, they did a good job on how everything came about and they set everything up nicely mm-hmm. uh, throughout the movie, I mean, even at the point of, okay, all right, something happened towards the beginning i'm like okay that's going to come back later at the end of the movie and they did they they brought it back and in in the way that they did it made to me made sense mm-hmm. um so everything kind of wraps up nicely comes around nicely and just in case for anyone who's listening who doesn't know there are two extra credit scenes um after credit scenes so Stated both yet. both relatively important so you know, make sure to stay in your seat, watch them through, and um, yeah, in the uh, well done scenes that lead into things that and kind of makes sense. Yeah, not kind of a, a random scene where you're going, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, like Bucky's arm caught in a vice. Okay, I I, I don't understand <laughs> what we're, why we're looking at this, but okay. And it, I mean, you know, if you're bringing little kids to this too, there there are a couple of um, you know, the language is not bad. I mean, it's PG-13, uh, the movie. So I mean, but there is some adult language in there uh, that could you you might not want your kids listening to, depending on how old they are. But you know, right. <laughs> but that's, that's that's minor. Yeah, that that's up to you guys. Yeah, you know, up to the the person. I mean, um. Up to your pairing styles. It, it's some of the more recent shows with the the language and the verbiage that they use. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're okay with that, you should be okay with this. Uh, feel free to go to one of the parenting rating sites and check it out, um, and they they will tell you kind of what to expect in a spoiler free way. Here's here's the uh what could be um deemed as questionable and you determine are you okay with that with your kids or are you not so okay with that your kids yeah so that is uh uh we'll leave that up to you exactly <laughs> but for me i was like you know when when especially that one that you know we're not gonna get into when that was said i was like wow that's new for marvel but okay <laughs> not so much I mean, does he I think she hulk had some uh some colorful, colorful wording there yeah. in there too <laughs> but whatever it's fine for all me. right so at this point i think uh we'll conclude the spoiler free section mm-hmm. and uh fair warning to anyone listening if you have not seen it we will be getting into some more details about ant-man the wasp quantumania so if you don't want to be spoiled pause us here Go watch the movie, come back, and enjoy the rest of the show. 
if you have if you're not worried about spoilers or if you have seen the movie then uh let's kick along here um i i i enjoyed how they they started off with scott walking down the street and you know feeling self pride and fulfilled and people still kind of which one are you again? <laughs> yeah. Called him Spider-Man. <laughs> At the coffee place. At the coffee. <laughs> and then whenever they realize, wait, you're not Spider-Man. You're the, the other bug guy. You're the, yeah. the, the Ant-Man. That'll be 12 bucks. 12 bucks. <laughs> and, it's, and Paul Rudd, he does, doesn't miss a beat. He's like, okay. Okay, yeah. He got over so long, but he was like, 12 bucks for a coffee? coffee. Man. <laughs> I think he got upcharged for all the free coffees. <laughs> The book, the book that Scott Lang wrote. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. Will be available for purchase later this year. Get out of here. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. Are you going to buy it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that. But <laughs> it, it, yeah, it, it will be available for purchase. Um, so kind of that. Uh, bringing the movie to reality, reality for the movie uh, type situation. Um, was it look out for the little guy? Here we go. Something like that, yeah. Pre-order will be released in September. Wow. Then I got a two-hour marketing gig for his book. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> is the book from the movie. It's currently the number one bestseller for in fictional satire. Uh, wow. by, it's by Scott Lang. Does it say how many pages? Uh, let's see here. They may not know that yet because it's not fully published. Okay. Uh, oh, wait. No, no. Here it is. Hardcover 224 pages. Okay. That's not that bad. That might be readable. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time for like a 400, 500 page book right now. No, but yeah, it, it's uh, I don't know. Maybe I would want to get this, pick this up just because. I would be interested to see what's in there. Release September fifth of this year. Okay, we got time. So yeah, that that, that should be uh, yeah, currently available Amazon, Barnes and Noble, any of your your bookseller locations so yeah that that's I, I i thought that was funny when i found out that that wow. book <laughs> it will be will be coming out uh, in typical uh, you know his fashion you know he's just hamming it up you know when he's at the bookstore reading it you know to the kids and to the audience or whatever you know you could just see <laughs> that he's you know acting bigger than he probably should be you know he's all oh yeah the, <laughs> the kid like the particularly the kids in the audience not so much the parents but the kids in the audience were eating it all up oh yeah yeah so no, yeah, but there was that there was, was only fun. yeah there was only one like there was one person who wasn't in it. i brought this up to you uh last night that uh you know he didn't fit in there but he fits in the Ant-Man universe, and that was uh, uh, Michael Pena. Pena, Pena, Pena. Yeah, well, the, yeah, did have 
Well, th- that whole little crew wasn't in it. So Michael Pena um, and the the other guys. Yeah. Um, the uh, uh, ex-con security, was it? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, Kurt Lewis and David. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the... The none of them were were physically in it. Uh, yeah. They were kind of like his supporting crew from the other two movies. You know, they they were just like, right. They, you know, but that's a minor. It's a minor thing. Like I know they don't fit. They wouldn't fit. There was no way they could put him in this movie. But that was just my my little because I just like the way he tells stories in in the Ant Man fashion. It was just, it was good. Yeah. The. I, I honestly think if they either they wouldn't have had a big enough part to justify bringing them in. Yeah. And everyone's like, well, they were there, but the, you, we really didn't get that much of them. It, you kind of did them, a, did them a disservice. Or if you tried to write them in, then it was just too cluttered. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The film. Yeah. And I, I don't think it will play it out well because yeah. you already have uh, Hank, uh, Janet, and then um, so you, you you have that that whole uh, the four the five of them actually because you even you have the the daughter in there as well so you have the five characters as already on top of the um, quantum realm yeah. beings yeah uh, that you 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 kind of come in there through that so. It would definitely muddied the waters. There have just been way too many characters to, to make sense right. to justify having them there, and then all, you know, also the screen time and whatnot. So no, I I, I miss Lewis. I miss the the comical aspect, but I don't yeah. think it would have been appropriate or right. I mean, again, just you know, showing up at the end or at the beginning, maybe, but we wouldn't do the character justice. But yeah, that. no. Like I said, it was just, you know, if you're going there thinking that they're in the movie, they're not. No. <laughs> you know, because, again, they, they're they in that, they're in the, in the trilogy, well, the, the other two. So you would think they would be a part of the trilogy, but they're not. Which, you know, again, it's, it is what it is. <laughs> I yeah. missed them, but they didn't fit in that story. I agree with you on that. So there was no way to use them. Um, yeah, so it's, uh, you got that. You have, um, but everybody else is back. Like I said, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, uh, ah, why can't I remember? Yeah, Michael Douglas. <laughs> Thank uh, you, Michael Douglas, Michelle yeah. Pfeiffer, Evangeline Lilly, and Paul Rudd. They're all back. Uh, Cassie is now yet again played by a- another actress. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the third actress to play. To play her, I think. So you have Abby Catherine Fortune. Newton in this one. Yeah, Abby. I mean, um, oh, I just had it. Abby Ryder Fortson later in the in the original, I believe. Mhm. And then in Endgame, it was a different actress. Mhm. Well, that was probably because I guess they wanted to age the the character. Yeah, to age her up. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the addition of Bill Murray in this, which I enjoyed his character. Yeah, little cameo, you know. I I was a little worried at first. I'm like, okay, where are we gonna go with this? How are they gonna fit him in? Um, 
But yeah, no, I, I think it worked. Yeah. I, I think it completely worked. He didn't go too, too crazy with it. He, and he just, he, he played it just right. Yeah, I didn't have an issue. It's just you start to wonder, though, if it's that Star Wars thing where, you know, these people want to be a part. These main actors want to be a part just to have that on their resume. You know what I mean? So now Bill Murray can go, oh, yeah, I was an Ant-Man, you know. Oh, it absolutely is. You know, and who was that? <laughs> Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe was in Thor, Love and Thunder, right? That was Russell who played Zeus. <laughs> so now he could say he was in there, you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry to bring that back up, but go ahead. <laughs> well, I mean, what do you think about it? He, he's got the lineage. You got the mm-hmm. the, the Greek gladiator, you know, the Roman gladiator right. playing a Greek god, uh, a, a Norse, well, Zeus, no, Norse, uh, Greek god. So, why not? Right. <laughs> But no, Bill Murray did not kill it. He was he was fine. I had no issues with. Bill. No, yeah, he 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 worked. He played the part just right. Yeah, and I actually liked some of the tension that he added into it mm-hmm. between uh, himself and Janet, inferring a um, a past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, throwing off Michael Douglas's character. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, I did date once. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, then it was, you know, it was good to see Michael Douglas again uh, in there. He he still, he's still going because he's got to be up there in age now too, then, isn't he? Uh, yes, he is currently. Let's see, he was born in '44. So '79. No, no, that's my math is off. Sorry. <laughs> seventy nine. He will. Right. He will be seventy nine in all, uh, September. So. Uh, you know, he so he, yeah, getting on there with age, but he's um, he's still. It's not like he's out there doing stunts and stuff. He, you know, <laughs> I mean, he's. Well, I mean, they they did crash him. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, true. Uh, then Michelle Pfeiffer, who's sixty-five, um, you know, she she again pulled it off well. I think uh, with, I mean, is it a little strange that yeah, you never mentioned any of this. You never mentioned this any any of this in the past. And um, it's a little weird that it came up, but I, I, it didn't take me out of it. I didn't no. like really disbelieve it either. Uh, I did like the the fact, whatever Scott mentioned, that he helped defeat Thanos, and they're like, "Well, we we were, we were there too. It was just you." It's like, yeah, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I, I always I just keep getting that shot of the um, the all female uh, moment of the end game battle where mm. just by chance all the female characters were in the exact same spot at the exact same time to march on Thanos. 
Um, <clears throat> so. Uh, what did you, did you get a, a, like, I know they weren't Avengers, but the, the, the people in the quantum realm. Yes. When everything was going, you know, when, when the battle was raging, did you get, a, like, I got an Avengers feel to it just the way the action was going and you know them fighting dan um danos hello uh Kang. kang's army and stuff like that to, i don't know I, I got like avengers vibes that's why i think i might have liked it so much because i knew they weren't but it just felt like it and it was a you know great action good battle scenes and stuff so it was like it was a cross between like avengers or like a star wars mm-hmm. i can see that yeah um like um uh rise of the skywalker that the the battle at the end there where they're all like charging on the Mm -hmm. empire and stuff uh or not as goofy but even i would say phantom menace wherever you have the the gungans fighting the the uh droid army but um yeah no um or actually no uh attack of the clones when the clones come out and they're they are battling the separatist movement. Right. Yes. So that kind of big yes. I I, ha- I had you know uh moments uh, you know a connection to that. And I, I thought they did it well. Yeah. And it's uh, the pacing they were all of it di- was right, the scale of it was right. Yeah. And it was all uh, different kinds of characters. It wasn't just one like I don't know, uh what do you call it? It wasn't just one group. Kang's army were all the same, but uh, the Quantumanium people were all different. You know, you had the yeah, guy. You had the, the variety of even the, the living house. And I, I liked all the comparisons. Wait, your houses are alive? Your houses aren't? Aren't? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, it was vi- visually, yeah, all of those characters, you know, it was, yeah, it was good. I, and unfortunately, Dave, I'm sorry, I don't know the name of your favorite character from this from this movie. For me, I the, from the quantum realm. Yes, I love that dude with the. I I don't. It's hard to explain. The guy that had the 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 round like cannon thing. Cannon. Oh oh. See no, I thought you were going with the little blob guy. The little blob guy. No no. He was uh, that was like comedy relief with with that dude. I, I liked that the cannon guy. Whatever that. I don't know what he was or what, but yeah, I felt bad for him when Kang blew, <laughs> blew him up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we're getting reversed and blue. Yeah, um, I, uh, yeah, I'm trying to because I'm looking on IMDb. It's got a list of the care of the characters, mm-hmm. but not knowing. Like Who the only one I know or... is yeah. Quays, was playing by William Jackson Harper, was the uh, the guy with the psychic powers. Right, he could read your mind and stuff. Yeah, yeah. and he was pretty cool. Do I know him from anything? No, I don't. Yeah, that that little blob thing that you were talking about, I thought that was um, uh, what's his face, but he's not listed on here, so I'm pretty no. sure it's not him. But he sounded, I don't know, there was times where it sounded like him, and I'm like, why is Ryan Reynolds in <laughs> Quantum? He, he kind of did have that, that yeah. <laughs> now, who... I'm trying to figure out who that um, the girl was. I, I don't try to find. 
Which one? The uh, the leader of the the one that was in the jail that the the daughter Gen- broke out. Yeah, Gentora. Gentora. That's Caddy M. O'Brien. Yes, I. I don't know if it's because how they did the makeup, but she looked a lot like Proxima Midnight. Because she had the, I mean, besides the skin color, but just the 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 way they did her makeup and, and the way she acted and stuff. I mean, she she reminds me a lot of Proxima Midnight. Besides the the skin color, mm-hmm. so is there a correlation there, or is it just by complete coincidence? I don't know. Well, what is it with the quantum the quantum realm? How do people? How did did they? Unless I was not awake, how did every how do those people get in there? They all got sucked in there and they just formed a society. They like, conveniently did I didn't bring that up. <laughs> okay, then. Because I know it was he- I was tired going into it, but I didn't, I thought maybe I missed that part. <laughs> they conveniently did not bring that. I thought at some point, oh, wait, we're going to find out how this all happened. Because they made a point to say, this wasn't all here last right. time we talked. But then it just said, well... You know, with the quantum realm, there's so many different areas of it. You you really don't know yeah. how expansive it really is. Uh, and left it at that. Mm. But like, whenever you you, you see uh, Janet De- <laughs> Jan Van Dyne, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's character there in the first part, she's there's a couple of life forms that we've seen in the past or kind of scene and just her and then she talks about being alone the whole time being alone and then Kang shows up and now finally having someone to be able to to talk to my only other guess is through Kang's stuff these people came to be but I, I yeah it, it's it was that that part is a little iffy and that's that's kind of one you know um, as the little blob guy said, it's a hole. Yeah. <laughs> um, in the writing and the the plot, it, it, does it kill it? No, no, he's not for me. No, no. Uh, yeah, I, I, I can, I can look past that because mm-hmm. it, to me, it, it, everything else worked. You know how everyone showed up there. Again, who's to say that we? You know, beforehand, anyone explored the entire area. You know, if someone's stuck on a desert island, doesn't mean that there's no one else on the planet. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, the one the one character that we haven't uh, discussed yet, who uh, made his first appearance, I'm assuming, right, in the MCU? Yes, it is. So far? Uh, was Modoc, by, uh, played by Corey Stahl. Um, what was your opinion on how he looked and his part in it? <laughs> so the, uh, oh, let's see. Um, I, I was trying to try to find what the abbreviation is. Mobile organism designed only for killing. Killing. Yeah. <laughs> It's a it's a different take on the character than what we know in the comic books, mm-hmm. as far as how he became and 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 whatnot and the, some of the powers. 
uh, because I believe. Well, uh, that, let's see here. That's my question because I, I I don't know much about the comics. Was he was that accurate where he was that B guy or whatever in no. the and then uh, okay so he had nothing to do with that okay yeah um <clears throat> the, the synopsis from the Marvel's Avenger the Ultimate Character Guide updated expanded edition from whenever uh Modoc stands for the mobile organism designed only for killing. He was once an AIM agent, George uh, Tarlington, uh, chosen by AIM to become a humanoid supercomputer. The experimented, experiment mutated George and drove him insane. Originally called MODAC, uh, M-O-D-O-C, mm-hmm. with the, the last letter standing for computing, George decided the last letter should be K for killing. Uh, since becoming AIM's leader, he has terrorized the world. He is also his own. He, uh, sorry, he has his own gang, the Modax Eleven. Yeah. Uh, so his height is twelve foot. He weighs seven hundred fifty pounds. Uh, he does have hair. Modak has superhuman mental powers and telepathic powers and computer-like brain. His hover chair allows him to fly, and his arms is armed with various weapons. He can also teleport. They said he was so, 12 foot? 12 yeah, foot. according to this, his height is 12. Yeah, he's 12 foot. He's actually a rather large sucker. <laughs> so instead of him being shrunken down, his head got bigger, but the rest of him... Uh, so he's like eight eight foot of head. <laughs> pretty much <laughs> pretty much i, I almost uh, like that storyline better than the storyline we got in the movie but it, it is what it is i just rolled with it i yeah. i think for the i think for the movie it, it worked well because yeah. it, it you were able to bring back an established character mm-hmm. that since we're now delving into the quantum realm it's like wait a second the wasp ended up in the quantum realm Whatever became of him, how come we haven't seen him again? You, you know, someone could perseverate into that. But with, um, so it's like, okay, we'll just run with this. We, mm-hmm. we, you know, he shrunk down. He did see him shrink in kind of a weird, funky sort of way. So all of that kind of worked. And then you, you still have the psychotic end because the wasp was psychotic. Yeah. And the, I keep on calling him the, the wasp. He's not the wasp. Who's the yellow jacket? I'm sorry. <clears throat> yellow jacket was psychotic. Right. Yes. And so it just plays instead of having an, an introducing another different psychotic character. It's like, all right, we just revamped the one psychotic character that we have. You know, and this is it, it's a logical path. Right. And um, then you already have the established relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Between Modok. Ant-Man, Cassie, the whole thing. So you, you already have you have a built-in um, triangle of of con- you know, the connections. Yeah, and I mean, with the so, beauty of the multiverse, they can always bring in another Modok. Yeah, from a different place with that storyline that you just read. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know I mean? and so. well, with his with his battle shield down and everything, I, I thought he looked fantastic. Um, 
with it up and you were just getting Derek's face. It was a little stretch two dimensional. <laughs> like yeah. his face looked flat. Yeah. Um, so that that's where the only fault I have against the visual fact. I mean it, it still looked amazing. Yeah. But it it wasn't like well, it did it didn't uh uh, you know, give it give it enough three D uh, depth or effect on the mesh. But uh, yeah, it almost looked like a, a stretched out like movie screen in that in his body frame. It, that yeah. to me, that's what it kind of looked like. It didn't it didn't look like a a, a, a facial featured. Uh, you know what I'm sort of trying to where like, I'm trying to go. If they said somehow that there was a glass shield that was in front of his face. Mm-hmm. I would have bought that more. Right. There you go. Um, but just the, the way the character acted, it just, again, being completely psychotic mm-hmm. and having this arsenal of weapons and just, I'm just going to just destroy whatever I can. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just really made him menacing and, and uh, again, another a good adversary. Um, and then you know, adding in some comic humor at the end. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoy. I thought I was afraid of how they were going to do it. They thought they could have easily gone the wrong direction with that. And I think th- for me, this worked. I mean, not that I'm, yeah. a, I'm a huge Modak fan, so I couldn't tell you that much about him, right? Um, other than I know he was he had the mental powers, which is say they don't have makes perfect sense because they haven't really officially introduced that. They they have introduced it because it was in Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. But that was in another dimension. This is not. So that type of stuff doesn't happen. So that, that we could get away with that. Um, I think the main thing is you just want a psychotic, psychotic person, um, deformed person, misshapen person, with a multitude of weapons that just wants to destroy yes his adversaries and he, he absolutely does that like wherever he, they first introduce the character he just goes on and destroys a whole bunch of yeah. extras and he knew not to mess with kang that uh-huh. was the only thing like he would <laughs> he was out to destroy everything but when it came to kang man he was like well <laughs> i'm shutting up now yep <laughs> Is it what he said? Didn't Kang tell him like, "Don't speak when I'm talking" or something like that? Yes. <laughs> Shut him up real don't, quick. Don't speak in my presence. Yeah, that's what like it was. That. Don't speak in my presence. <laughs> okay. So, but now his character added to it. I didn't have a problem with him. It was just it, again, it was just that what it, the the visual effects of him was a little weird when he didn't have the uh, what'd you call it? The little the shield, the face, face, shield. Face, the face shield on. Yeah, with the facial down, it worked fantastic. Um, I I liked the interaction between Modok and Kang, mm-hmm. um, but that brings me to one of my, I think one of my favorite scenes. In the jail, I mean we're fast forwarding here, mm-hmm. but um, when Scott and Cassie are both in the jail and Kang comes up, and proposition or proposes to scott here's my deal mm-hmm. and just the way he went about it 
um, was just, you know, this guy was bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, there was no, no question about this guy's morals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in, in again, to make another Star Wars reference, you got very like Vader five. He was Vader esque. Yeah. 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 Especially because he was. I mean, I don't know what you want to call it in the MCU, but he was using the force because <laughs> he was pushing he, him he up was, against he was the wall. Using... <laughs> well, see, and here, the, the, I guess you could call those telepathic powers because that's, you know. That's what he was using? Okay. Yeah, telekinesic, te- telekinesic powers. Um, so it's. <sighs> or some sort of gravity control or I mean, who knows what, but or reality control. But whatever, whatever it was, you just got a sense of, and, and again, he didn't really have to do anything. Mm-mm. It was the way that he spoke, the way that he carried himself, and just the slightest gestures. Yeah. Just portrayed this power, and this is one bad dude. Mm-hmm. Which, at the end of Loki. The the one who remains says to, to Loki and to Oh and I forgot her name now. The female Loki. I forgot it. It's been a long time since I've seen the, I'd have I'm I'm gonna have to do a rewatch on Loki. Yeah. <laughs> but um anyway, so says to them, Yeah, I'm not the one that you have to be afraid of. The yeah. there's worse than me. Yeah. So you're thinking this whole time. That this was the worst one. And it, I, I like how he kept on saying, I'm trying to stop the other ones, which is exactly what the one from Loki was saying. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get that extra credit, you know, the after credit scene where it's like, how many? Yeah. Well, and that's it, like when, when he said he kept, they kept it cryptic, cryptic for me anyway, where he kept saying, they van they banished me here to the quantum realm. Right. So I kept finding myself trying to think who would have sent him there. You know. Was so like Avengers I, was it? Yeah. X-Men, like I had, was it? Fantastic like I had, Four. Right. Well, I had to, to like was it the the Celestials from uh, you know from uh, Eternals? The, the Eternals, you know, because I'm like, well, you know, I'm assuming they're going to be brought up again down the road. So I'm like, who brought them there? But we we got that answer at the end in the post credit. <laughs> He did it to himself. Literally, yeah. Yeah. he did this to himself. <laughs> he banished himself. But now, do you think with that, since we're on that or we're talking about that now, do you think they're going overboard with how many Kangs there were in that? <laughs> you know what I mean? There's like, <laughs> um, there was millions of them. <laughs> yes and no. Not to be ambiguous with the answer. Um, I, for the purpose of storytelling and trying to give a d- more defined direction, yes, I think that is it. At this point in time, it feels excessive. Mm-hmm. But also remembering that there's relatively an infinite amount of possibilities in alternate universes. Right. It makes sense. Yeah. So. Um, that's why that's what I'm saying. Like, yes and no. It, it, 
from a story writing point, yes, that just seems like it's it's too crazy. Yeah. But from the from the logical point of okay, this is the the multiverse, and there's one for every multiverse out there, and they're pulling them all in. Less two now. Right. Uh, that there would be a infinite amount of them. So then my uh, follow-up to that would be is going forward, out of these millions of gangs that we got introduced to, how do they pick which one to roll with going forward? You know what I'm saying? Well, and I think what we can we can decipher from it is that there is the three main ones. Three or four main right. uh, Kangs that are in control. Those are the ones that are going to be the ones that eventually the Avengers will probably deal with. We'll have to deal with. Um, but from the rest of them, we don't know. Are they going to be showing up in other movies? Will they not show up? Will they somehow just to kind of as the the quote unquote main ones are dealt with, the other ones kind of fade off somehow I, I in and i've said this before it's been a little while since i've said it but i say it again and kevin feige we trust i mean mm-hmm. the, the guy's got a plan and he's not gonna let us down right um yeah I, I, and from the same book i have uh kang's little little write-up <clears throat> uh nathaniel richards discovered time travel and journeyed back from his own time to 3000 ce to ancient Egypt. There he ruled as Ramatut for several years, later traveled to the 40th century, where he created an empire as King the Conqueror. King is usually an enemy of the Avengers, but once uh, joined forces with them to prevent his future self, Mortius, from wiping out a number of parallel worlds. Hmm. Uh, his powers, he is a master of time travel. His suit provides super strength and protection. He has access to future weapons. Uh, Kang travels back into time, uh, time to bring his young self, Iron Lad, back to the present. But Iron Lad formed the Young Avengers and hoped to never become Kang. Okay. I wonder if we'll actually see a Kang go with the Avengers. I don't put it out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. Because they keep on saying how they are trying to stop themselves mm-hmm. uh, from from destroying everything. Uh, so would one of those billions that we saw join force with the Avengers to help defeat himself. I, I, I think there's a good chance. I, I, I know nothing I do, you know, but I, I can't say that's out of a very good realm of possibility. Yeah. Yeah. So, but the Kang that we did see though, I want more of that Kang, even though he's gone. Well, <laughs> like I said, and he's not the worst one. I know, but that dude was just he. That guy, Zap, 
with the instant like gone. What was that? I need one of them, man. <laughs> Poof, vaporization. You're Poof, you're gone. <laughs> <laughs> you're gone. You're gone. And then uh, you could t- he was just you could tell he was like not settled. He was mentally yeah. just not right. Yeah. And just wow. I mean like I said, a proper villain and it, for all the people who mock Marvel about oh the villains are just the same, you know, have the same powers as the the hero, just bad. Mm-hmm. He does not have the powers of Ant Man. No. Strike that. Reverse it. Ant Man does not have the powers of Kang. Okay, there you go. <laughs> not at all. If he did, None he might have the that fight might have gone a little bit better for him. But <laughs> but we're le- we're leaving out the uh, the ants. You know, they came out. Oh, you yes. know, they were cool. I I, I thought that was cool, and it, it worked for me. And yeah. I, you know, the subtle references. Bill Murray goes. What's an ant? Do we have them here? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but again, in setting it up, yeah. you, know, you you had the the part of the lab. You had Scott Lang falling and cut oh, breaking open the ant farm, for lack mm-hmm. of a better term. Um, and then you you had Bill Murray bring up the ant. So again, it's like. We're giving you hints that the ants are here. Yeah. We're just not showing them to you yet. Yeah. It, it was just cool because, like, it, it, they brought them in right at that right point where it looked like the battle was was lost. You know what I mean? And then on the horizon, here comes, like, here comes the cavalry. And it's yeah. a bunch of ants. Giant ants. <laughs> Futuristic giant Futuristic. ants with Laser battle armor. Yeah. <laughs> battle armor. It, it, it reminds me of like some well, some toy I probably played with in the eighties where they yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, well, they had like was it there was a dinosaur one where yeah. the dinosaurs uh, you know people weaponized dinosaurs and put battle armor on them and they battle. I I don't remember the name of it now, but I remember that they had that. <laughs> dinosaurs, saucers, dinosaurs, or something like that. There was an old. You're talking about like an old cartoon, right? Yeah, yeah, something from the 80s, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because... what did they do? What's his face shows up and he's like, oh, sorry, I'm late. It was a lot of ants. <laughs> <laughs> he's just standing there. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I kept on thinking one of them was going to snuff it. I think I even said that. I was like, somebody's going to die. I, yeah. I just had a feeling. But yeah. no, no one did. Uh, not that I, I wish any of their characters to die, but just right. I, I think it would have changed the... Um, again, the gravitas of the movie. Yeah, and uh, to, I guess to to kind of wrap things up, I loved how they ended it mm-hmm. with Scott's yeah you know, walking along. It's like okay, back to everyday life. Everything's normal. Everything's back to the way it was. But there's that voice in the back of his head mm-hmm. going, "Wait a second. Yeah. Something's not right. Yeah. Did I just destroy the world? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we'll come back to that later or something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I did just say Yeah. But it, 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 so then they go to another scene and he's still like, it's still egging at him that yeah. something's not right. Yeah. Something's not, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
And again, I think that sets things up beautifully for what's to come. Now, do you think is this the last of the Ant-Man movies? Like, or I know we're going to see him. We're more than likely going to see him again in future movies. He's going to show up again. Well, he'll show up in Avengers and or whatnot. Right. But are um, you hearing anything like, is this the last of of the, of his uh, movies? I haven't heard. I, as of yet, I have not heard um, whether or not there will be any more Ant-Mans after this. I don't see why there couldn't be. Right. But, um... I mean, because for a lower-key character, you know, because when you think Avengers, you're, you know, whatever, you're thinking Iron Man, Hulk, all them guys. You're not thinking Ant-Man, but for a lower-level Avenger, he's done a lot of stuff and moved well, the story along keep in mind, Iron Man was a lower-level one, too. Was he? Yes. I, Iron Man was a B character before they made the movies. Oh. Okay. I would have put him up as one of the top dogs, but no. Nope. Wow. Oh. He he was a B character, and the reason why we got the Iron Man movie because it was one of the ones that they had the rights to. Wow, really? And so they, the movies could... made him a a, a, a yep. higher. Wow. Okay. I didn't know that either. Interesting. So, uh, yeah, he he wasn't one of the the more popular. Yeah, he wasn't your Spider Man, your Captain America. Um, your X Men, you know, he he was, uh, he he was one of the the lesser characters, which is why they still had the rights. Okay. Anyway, okay, so we have the rights. We can we can roll with this. Um, but yeah, so yeah, Ant Man, I I can't. We're we're you're obviously not done with him. Yeah. You know, in what capacity? I I don't know. Um, you know, our. Are they going to constantly follow the rule of three? Well, I mean, I don't think so, because Thor, you're not. Thor. Yeah, Thor's got four for now. Um, There's another Captain America coming out, too, isn't there? It, there's a, yeah. By by Mantle, it's another Captain America movie. The different Captain America, but it's another Captain America movie. Right. Um, you know, Guardians is gonna yeah, right. the Guardians that we know of at least will bow out at three. Mm-hmm. Doctor Strange, we've only had two. There's a fourth Spider-Man coming. Mm-hmm. Um, so where does Ant-Man fall into that? You know, does something happen during Secret Invasion, Secret War? Um. Supposedly, a lot's gonna change in that one, which we're just months away from. Secret yeah, that's coming out soon. I was just looking at the timeline, and there's a there's a bunch of stuff coming up quickly yeah. too. Yep. Uh, I can't it, wait. It was um, all right. So we got yeah, uh, Ant Man and Quantumanium just came out. You got season two of What If, Secret Invasion. And you got the Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3, Season 2 of Loki, The Marvels, Echo, Ironheart, Agatha, <laughs> Daredevil. There's a Marvel Zombies, Captain America. I mean, obviously, this is over a course of the next year and a half, two years or whatever. Yeah. There, there's... yeah, Echo, I'm hearing, is getting pushed back. Oh, they're pushing it? Yeah, because they're just um, running into a little bit of issues with it. 
Okay. Kind of like they did with She-Hulk. How do we present this? Oh, okay. Um, Marvel Zombies, then Captain America, Thunderbolts, Blade. So yeah, they got quite a bit coming. I just hope it's not like oversaturation. Deadpool 3. Deadpool 3. Because um, that wasn't on the list. Fantastic Four. Um, was there something else? Now, do you think we'll get to that point of, of oversaturation? down the road when when all this is done of too much marvel stuff and it's just gonna have to maybe pause and take a couple years to regroup and come in um, i mean as long as if they're making money and everybody's seeing it they're obviously they're gonna keep pumping stuff out but does it ever get to the point of of oversaturation well let's say that's already been put out there um, during the earning call, whenever uh, Bob Iger said that they're going to have to cut back by about $3 million in production and this and that and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Around the same time, Kevin Feige said, yeah, we're, we're going to be trimming the, uh, the list a little bit. Oh, okay. Um, we're getting Iron Wars as well. That's, that's one from Disney Plus to movie, which actually I think... Now that actually makes more logical sense because they're trying to cut the Disney Plus budget to make Disney Plus stay profitable. Well, make it profitable. Yeah. So now you, you know, before I was wondering why you would have done that. Now it makes perfect sense why you you moved it off of Disney Plus and put it into a theatrical release Mm -hmm. because that's a whole different budget. Yeah. Um,. Yeah, so that's it's about what we know of what's coming up. And there, there's a bunch more things that we don't know about that's coming out. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm definitely looking forward to all of it. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, because, again, because compare it to the Star Wars stuff, we're getting we're getting beat over the head with all the, the series is coming up. There's no, you know, motion pictures coming out anytime soon that I'm aware of. I mean, I know, I think you were, we were talking about that one movie that probably got greenlit, but it's, when is that ever going to come out? Uh, 25. In 2025? Yeah, see, so it's like, but again, the series have been good, but I don't feel like, you know, if we had a series movie, series movie, series movie, I think it would have been like too much, where I'll just write out whatever, you know, the Ahsokas and stuff like that, you know, but eventually I want to see another feature film you know but it's got to be done right though i don't want them patchworking something and just throwing it out there no no and i and i think i think the series have breathed new life into the star wars yes um where marvel already had the 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 gears already spinning the you know they, they had full momentum I think it's just giving you more, more variety, um, and just flushing things out even more. In Marvel, um, you said. Yeah, with the yeah. with the Marvel stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So yeah, next um, next I want to say is May tenth. So Guardians Guardians three I think is the next release that I know of. 
and that'll be a big one. That's going to be. Yeah. That's more. It's more centric around Rocket, and I think there's going to be again a lot more emotion. Yeah. In the in they're even trying to build that up in the trailer. That's how they're they're p- pitching the trailers. Well, you see, was there is it Nebula holding uh, Star Lord? So I guess they're trying to make it think he dies in it or something like that. But I don't think they would have given that away in the trailer, man. <laughs> well, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, okay, yeah. it's kind of like that Harry Harry Potter scene yeah. um, at the part two, the uh, Deathly Hollows, where oh look, Harry's dead. Yeah. Oh wait, no, he's not. Yeah. <laughs> not quite dead yet. Yeah. Um. What? So yeah, that that's. I, I think there's a lot of red herrings in there, but I think there's a, they're also trying to prepare us for something. Yeah. So. Yeah, but the Guardians have always found a way to, to to pluck at the heartstrings, though, man, to get you a little teary. Yeah. So it, it, it it's would be not meant to be it. taken seriously, but at the same time, there's a lot of um feeling. Yeah. You know, like when the what. When what's his face died and they had the the Ravengers were there and they had the yep. send off for him the funeral, dude, that was <laughs> that was touching, yeah. man. As, you know, it's emotional. You know, so they 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 know what they're doing. Or even just going back to the first one, getting talking about Rocket when they're in that uh, getting into the prison and changing clothes, and then you just see oh yeah Rocket without a shirt on, but all the bionics mm-hmm. you know parts and the scarring on the back of them. Yeah. Didn't nothing had to been said, nothing all you see was the visual, but you felt it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they 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 do a they do a very good job with that. Uh James Gunn has done a fantastic job with the series. It's it's I'm wishing him well in his his new ventures, but we'll miss him on uh on this side of the street. Yeah. But hey, Marvel's in my opinion. Marvel finally got back on the track. We had two back-to-back good ones, Black Panther yep. and, and Ant-Man. And I'm hoping Guardians follows in that path. <laughs> I, uh, I I mean, I don't want to you know, get my hopes up too high for Guardians. But my hopes are high for yeah. for Guardians. I, th- I think we we're going to be in for a treat. I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, yeah, here's uh, here's hoping. Yeah. I agree. All right. Well, Dave, thank you for uh, anything more that you wanted to mention about Ant-Man or. No, no, I, I'm good. I, like I said, it's uh, it's definitely worth going to see. And I, you know, I don't know. Like, again, I heard going in, you're either going to love it or you hate it. I don't know unless you know, like, what were the critiques about this movie that people didn't like about it? I, I don't I, I try to stay away from reading the, the hate mail, but I, I just don't know what they were nitpicking about with this because. For me, it was. It, I mean, everybody's got to going to have their own opinions and stuff. But for me, it it it, it was fine <laughs> for what it was trying I, to do. I, I I don't. Um. I don't know. I and I I have said this about other things. I think part of the problem is that whenever you get things so established or people get so invested in something. They start creating their own, their own direction in their head. Mm-hmm. This is how it has to happen. It, this is, this is what I feel it should happen. And this is, if it doesn't happen this way, I'm going to be disappointed because I know I'm right. Yeah. 
or, you know, based on these comics and here's the clues. And this is, you know, they overanalyze, overthink things and they look too far into stuff um, or too much into things and forget that there's other people out there who are actually in control of this stuff and they have their visions are being told what to write yeah. for one reason or another. And if their stuff doesn't jive, they, they throw a, a hissy fit. And, uh, you know, it's like, I, like I said, I remember re- when the Harry Potter books were coming out and the last one was about to come out and everyone was speculating, this is how it's going to happen. That's going to ha- how it happened. And most people did not get it right. And they were upset about it. Yeah. My only no, comparison. this is not how it could end. This is not how it should end. Yeah. My only comparison would be because um, it was around the time when uh, The Hobbits and The Lord of the Ring movies came out. Like, I had actually read those books. Um, and when the, when, like, when the movies were playing out, I'm like, that's not how it happened. That's not supposed to happen. But I was able to decide, say, hey, listen, okay, they, the book is just the starter. They don't need to go by it word for word throughout the whole right. entire thing. I was able to separate the two and enjoy both of them, the book and the movies. <laughs> and know? I did the same with the Harry Potters. And yeah. what people have to realize, particularly with the MCU versus Marvel, uh, the Marvel comics, is the MCU is its own thing. So like, you would have... You have the Marvel comics. You have the Unlimited series. You have the 2099 series. You you have all these other variations. The MCU is its own variation. So it will take cues. It will take hints. It will take um, inspiration from the age-old comics that Jack and Stan and uh, Rob and uh, Jim and all those guys wrote. Mm-hmm takes inspiration from them but they do what they they tell the story that they want in the direction that they want and take things in the way that they want so it is be thankful for what you're getting because you and i both know we want a long time to get here oh yeah long long time (laughs) yeah so um no, because otherwise we'd be complaining. Like if we if we're not getting this stuff, we'd be complaining that we're not getting this stuff. So it's exactly, like, you so, know. So shut up and be thankful for what you got. Thankfully, uh, we got it. <laughs> yeah. So and you know, no one's gonna. You can't please everyone. Right. Um. There's always gonna be people that hate the movie. There's always gonna be people that's their favorite movie. You know, like Black Widow. We neither of us cared for it. Thor: Love and Thunder. Neither of us cared for it. Right. There's people out there that think they're the best movies in the uh, the MCU's ever done. <laughs> Good for them. Yeah. Yep. And on that bombshell, Dave, yep. thanks for joining us. <laughs> thanks for having me again, Matthew. Appreciate it, bud. You're welcome. We'll be talking soon. Yes, sir. Well, there you have it, folks. What did you think of Ant-Man the Wasp, Quantumania? Let us know. Join the conversation on our social network groups. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash WDMagicCast. 
on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Actually, just start saying on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Twitter, we can be found on all forms of social media there at WD Magicast. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel where we got some really cool things going on there as well. As long as YouTube allows me to keep that stuff up. You can also leave us a voice message through the Anchor app. Be heard on the show yourself. Let you be heard. You can hear yourself on the show. Send a voice message through the Anchor app or Anchor.fm website. Or record a message electronically on your smartphone, tablet, computer, whatever you have. And email it to us to email at wdmagicast.com. You could also email us to that address any suggestions or questions you may have that you want to be heard on the show or about the show. Go ahead, send them right there as well. Links to all these are in the show notes and on our website, which is wdmagicast.com. I want to thank you for your time. I know how little time we all have these days, and I know... You know, the fact that we get to spend some of this together truly means a lot to us over here at WD MagicCast. Um, we, we we cannot thank you enough. We truly appreciate it. Um, please, if you really want to help the show out, go to Apple Podcast, go to Stitcher, leave us a rating review. We have all five-star reviews at the moment on both those, both those podcatchers. Um, keep them coming. We need more. The more that we get, the more likely that they're going to promote our podcast and more people start listening and just makes the podcast even bigger and better. The more people that listen, um, the more we can do. Walt believed in a big Disney family, and so do I. Don't forget to subscribe to the show while you're at it. This way you always know uh, when new episodes are posted. While you're at it, consider becoming a premium subscriber. Really help the show out. You can do this do this over at anchor.fm slash wdmagicast slash support. You can also check out our merchandise shop where you can get yourself some really cool WD Magicast stuff. Got mugs, sweatshirts, jackets, hoodies, t-shirts, notebooks, stickers, you name it. We got a bunch of stuff there. Um, make sure to check out because that will help the show out greatly. Uh, and you get something in the return too. You get some really cool, really cool stuff. Trust me, it's good stuff. I, I got a lot of it myself. You can find these links as well in the show notes and on our website. Because remember, this show is brought to you by listeners like you. Whatever you're feeling out there, whatever darkness and whatever trouble seems to be bothering you. Remember, you are special. You are someone that really does make a difference in this world. Whether you may realize it or not. The world is a better place because of you and because of the light of you let the world see your light let it shine for everyone to see never give up never give in be your own hero and if you need to ask for help there are people out there and you may never met them before you may not know their name you may never have even heard of them but they're willing to help you or lead you to where you need to be to get the help that you need. Never give up. Never give in. Be your own hero. Now I'd like to end this week's show with a quote from Walt Disney himself. I don't pose as an authority on anything at all. I follow the opinions of the ordinary people I meet and I take pride in the close-knit teamwork of my organization. Again, that's from Walt Disney. Thank you again for listening, everyone. 
and I'll see you next time.